Hello, I'm Will Yeoman, and welcome to another episode of the Pod Well Travelled. Uh, my co-host today is travel journalist and photographer extraordinaire Moens Johansson. Later on in the show, we're also going to hear from travel journalist, sorry, travel editor. I've, I've, I've insulted him, travel editor and journalist <laughs> and writer and everything else, Stephen Scarfield, who is, as we speak, actually on his way back from France. But when we last spoke to him, which was yesterday, he was in Lyon, which is a fabulous city. So we're going to hear from him in a few moments. But Moens, um, welcome back to the pod. Well travelled. Thanks very much, Will. Glad to be here. Now, you've, you've been travelling around yourself. You're just back from an, an epic um, cruise, a Mediterranean cruise with Viking, and uh, you've also been up to uh, Araluen as well, which if you're, in, if you're in Western Australia, you'll know where that is. So maybe let, let's get a, a quick recap on, on the Viking cruise, and then we might go to Stephen, and then once we've finished talking to Stephen, we can finish off with your... Uh, Araluan adventures. You know, I must say, you know, being back here in the the winter weather again is a bit of a shock to the system after a couple of weeks in the <laughs> warm southern European summer. But uh, you know, these are uh, that's 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 the breaks. Yeah, some of our regular listeners to the pod may have uh, heard that I was on the uh, Vikings uh, Empires of the Mediterranean cruise, which started started in Venice and uh, basically followed the sort of uh, the Venetian influence down along the Adriatic coast uh, and finishing up in, in Greece uh, 10 days later. So it was a terrific, terrific cruise in so many ways. I mean, obviously, there's a, a, a sort of bit of a historic connection with the Venetians and the influence they had on many of the ports that we visited. But uh, each of these places are, you know, unique in their own way and have their own history and uh, their own attractions. So it was, uh, you know, every day was different and there was a full day in, in port each day. So there was plenty of time to sort of uh, uh, explore and, and discover the places. So, yeah, no complaints at all. <laughs> now, that sounds incredible and of course we are going to have the opportunity to read all about your various adventures over the, the coming weeks i know you've already published a couple of items and in fact if you go to the to uh the west.com.au forward slash travel you can find moen's uh one, one of moen's very large features actually um, giving us a really good overview. But moments for you, just just before we finish on this topic, this this idea of uh, travelling on such a trip where you're visiting so many different places, it, it really does give you the opportunity as a journalist to to sort of retreat back into your cabin each evening and simply write and, you know, recall the day's events and, and work up some stories. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I guess that's much like what uh, we'll hear from, from Stephen a, a little later. But, uh, yeah, basically how, how it pans out is that uh, you're, you're busy throughout the day, you know, out being uh, on, on uh, excursions and collecting all kinds of uh, little stories from, from each of the, the places that we visit. And uh, then coming back, you know, it's a, it's a matter of sort of, you know, getting some quiet time in your cabin and uh, sitting down and, and consolidating the, the, the day's experiences, I guess, uh, both from a photographic and a words point of view. And, uh, you know, certainly on a, on a trip like this, you know, by the time you sort of, uh, you, you've transcribed your notes and uh, your thoughts and that sort of stuff, uh, you've virtually written the story and, uh uh, you're, you're well on the way to to, uh, to having a story about each individual place uh, when you, when you mm. do that regularly. 
as 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 you finish your day. So yeah, it's a it's a sort of routine you get into, and uh, it seemed uh, seemed to work pretty well for me, and and uh, I was able to to sort of file stories um, most most evenings, uh, so that uh, you know you can hit the ground running and head to Aralun when I get back home. <laughs> Which indeed you've done. Well, look, while we're on the subject of cruises, let's have a, um, a listen to Stephen, who, um, as I say at the time of speaking, was in Lyon as part of a, a Viking river cruise. So whereas you were on, on the Viking Sea, so an ocean-going vessel, um, uh, Stephen was actually sampling the delights of Vikings' other offerings, which is, of course, uh, the river cruises on a slightly smaller vessel, which is, um, it just sounds so incredible, very boutique experience. So let's hear from Stephen now. Okay, so as promised, we're now back in France with Stephen Scarfield. And Stephen, I believe you are in a city that is dear to both our hearts, Lyon. Uh, yes, I'm here with 39 members of West Travel Club, you know, readers. So we've got a large Perth or Western Australian contingent. We've got a couple from uh, from regions as well. So that's, you know, that's nice on the ship. But then, you know, we're mixing in with other people from the world. I've just had breakfast with a couple from Virginia in America who are uh, originally from Bangalore. So we've been talking about India and the US and all sorts of things. So, you know, that, it's, that's the nature of travel. I, yes, just by the way, well, yesterday I received an email from uh, the Penguins, which they're a group that I took to Antarctica uh, some years ago who still have an annual reunion. Um, and the Vavilovians, who I took on the Vavilov many, many years ago, they still have a reunion, an annual reunion. So, you know, this is the nature of long-term travel. And, of course, uh, a lot of the people on the trip with me here are discovering all sorts of connections in Perth, you know, through mutual friends or whatever. So it's it's a very, uh, very friendly and uh, nice, nice way to travel in company, yeah. But look, how's the trip been so far? Because you, you, you're in Lyon right now, but um, since we last spoke, you, you've been elsewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really nice. So you, you, you're seven uh, seven nights on the river um, between basically most a lot of the ships now load in um, Avignon, uh, the city of the popes, and then go south to Isle, and then come back up through all the locks, of course, and the, and the French countryside um, to to Lyon. Um, mm. Those these trips vary between sort of seven and ten days. It's a wonderful thing to do because the river's quite small. The distance between towns is quite small. Um, for example, in in Vienne, uh, we pulled in there and and didn't leave until one a.m. So I went out for the evening and sat in a Simone's cafe, which mm-hmm. I'd actually been to before, and you know, with all the locals and gradually. Uh, the French eat between seven thirty and eight thirty. They're they're quite particular about timings in some of these places, or else they get angry. It's great. So, um, so everybody turned up and we we sat in little tables outside and it was wonderful. So, uh, quite a lot of the time, like last night in Lyon, mm. you know, we were here overnight, so we'd arrived yesterday, and um, you know, there's there's a chance you can just wander off and go out to dinner or go around the city and. Quite a lot of the ports on mm. these um, on on this southern France river cruise, you have time to sort of do your own thing and eat locally and and spend the time any way you want. But we had a, a pretty spectacular day yesterday because uh, you'll you know because of the heat and the rain we had rain yesterday, 
today. Nice cool morning, which is lovely. So today I'm I'm actually not going to do the the Beaujolais coach day. I'm just gonna <laughs> city because it's just it's wonderful to have time, you know. And I do think that on these sorts of river cruises, you know, you can you can make time for yourself to just wander aimlessly as it were but um very very happily and just have the day walking up so i'm just looking north and thinking i'm going to have a very nice day out uh, without an agenda as such and see what unfolds fantastic now that's really beautiful i mean because often i I do wonder when you when you're taking a large group with you that you do get enough time to do these kinds of things but it sounds like you've got the ideal balance yeah it's been quite fun i've been writing my usual thousand two thousand words a day and uh Mm, mm. jerome who's the program director here on the ship has very kindly been printing that out for me and we've been distributing it around the cabins uh, in the evening so uh, all the things that I've been doing with people during the day, suddenly they're reading about as they would in the pages of travel. So indeed, there's been quite wow. a, there's been a bit of an insight into how you and Moans and I work, you know, um, and it's been quite interesting seeing their reactions that they've experienced the same day as I have, but um, to see it actually processed and presented as mm-hmm. a story, as which all those stories will be published, of course. Um, Yes, it's been quite interesting that you know to see how much background and other knowledge and thought and theme that we bring to stories. I think has been uh, has been quite an interesting eye opener for 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 the guests here as well. Oh, fantastic! Well, it sounds like it's been just a, a terrific trip on so many levels. Yeah, I'm going to let you go yeah, and enjoy your day. You know. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy my day. Yeah. I'm going to have a beautiful little uh, omelette to start with, and. My young friend Costas, who's standing here, who's waiting on the tables, who's also a writer, who's writing fiction, said some short stories published. So, um, you know, of course, you know, the other friends on, on the trip of the crew, you know, mm. I mentioned Gerard Costas and and we form friendships with, with the people who are around us. There's actually 50, there's just over 50 crew on a ship with 100, about 150 guests. Mm. So, you know, mm. very... There's a very strong crew contingent here and very, very nice people. So we've thoroughly enjoyed ourselves on Viking Heimdall. Well, I certainly have. Mm, very good and I should be a bit sad, to, a bit sad to pack up Casey and leave. Indeed. But we, we'll, we'll be happy, of course, to have you back here in Australia. And um, hopefully yes. next week well, talking I, on the pod well travelled here. Yeah, I look, forward to, I look forward to seeing you all there, mm-hmm. you and Moans and Jeffrey, of course. Mm, absolutely. Okay, Stephen. Well, as I say, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for taking the time to catch up with us, and we'll see you back here in Australia next week. Thanks, Will. Well, um, I, I like Lyon. Uh, Stephen clearly does. How about you, Moans? Have you ever been to that that French city? Unfortunately, I've never been, but uh, you know. Hearing that, it'll definitely be on my list. As it'll, it'll join the, uh, the the very long list that uh, I'm sure we all have. It, look, yeah, I mean, it is a, just such a fabulous city. Now, as as Stephen says, he prefers it to Paris in many ways, as do I. But look, as a consolation prize, you did get to visit Araluan. Look, for, for listeners who don't live here, tell us what Araluan is and then tell us why you visited this time of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really a consolation prize. I guess, uh, you know, if, if uh, this uh, Botanic Park was in, in New York or, or anywhere else around the world, in Europe somewhere, you know, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd 
absolutely visited. Uh, it just so happens it's in uh, Rolleystone, which is about, I guess, 45 minutes just outside of Perth in the, in the Perth Hills. And uh, this time of the year, they have uh, what they call Yates Springtime uh, Festival. Uh, it's essentially, well, it's probably better known as their Tulip Festival. Uh, and it's mm. n- without a doubt their highlight of the, the year. But uh, they, they plant more than 120,000 bulbs of tulips and about 30,000 other spring blooms. So, uh, you know, as soon as the, the weather warms up, as it's starting to do a little bit now, you know, it's just bursting into life and uh, there's just this magnificent sort of splashes of colour throughout the park. And that's going to continue for for the next few months because they've uh, the bulbs have been planted sort of uh, in, you know, uh, stages so there will always be something in 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 bloom uh, regardless of when over the next few months you you head up there yeah look that, that sounds amazing and as you say i guess we're really uh providing this information mainly for people living in western australia because clearly it's, it's relatively easy for them to get to up in the hills there um, not far from perth but of course we're very keen to see interstate visitors uh enjoy some of what Perth has to offer in this way because there are, there are a lot of other sort of terrific national parks and um, not to mention Kings Park Botanical Gardens too, which can offer a really good spring experience if you're looking for wildflowers and cultivated flowers. And, and I know, Moens, you in past years, you've done some tremendous trips as well uh, to look at the wildflowers in, in the state of Western Australia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, if if uh, if you love your wildflowers, you know, uh, obviously an easy an easy place to go and see the the displays, the, the natural wildflowers is is Kings Park because uh, you know there's it's just so easily accessible and you know uh, there's good footpaths and all that sort of stuff. So uh, people who have got sort of mobility issues can can uh, still easily enjoy the uh, the flowers from there. Um, and and similarly. Um, uh, Araluen, uh, it's it's a uh, you know it's a different experience because it's uh, they they don't sort of it's a botanic park rather than you know you know there's obviously wildflowers up there in the natural uh, bush but uh, you know it's it's more uh, cultivated flowers as you say um, but it's it's just a magnificent sort of uh, setting up there and uh, you know they have you know in recent years they have sort of improved the accessibility for uh, people with mobility issues and and so on because it's in a sort of for those who don't know Araluen it's in a sort of uh, narrow sort of valley and uh, you know there's a fair bit of up and down and that sort of stuff but uh, but there's good good paths to get around and uh, there's even a little train that that sort of uh, runs around the park there that uh, can get you from A to B uh, there's some there's a good restaurant there. There's another little coffee shop, and uh, there will be uh, during the tulip festival here. There will be food trucks and and uh, you know activities for the children up there and that sort of stuff. So it's it's a really good day out. I mean, I've I've done it in the past uh, uh, with with family and friends. It's just a good afternoon out and uh, uh, certainly a spectacular sight to see all these uh, flowers. Uh, in their in their prime and of course um, being a little narrow valley up there there's also a lovely waterfall that sort of uh, cascades down through the 
the park. So there's something for for everyone there. That's uh, that's for sure. Mm, absolutely, and it's really interesting, isn't it? Too that for of quite a while the state of Western Australia was, was closed off from, from not only the rest of the world, but many of the other states in Australia. And so people living here really got to enjoy what they have in the state to a much fuller extent. And I'm just wondering, in your opinion, do you think that visitation to local wonders such as Araluan is going to drop off a bit, or do you think that it's just so fantastic it's not going to make any difference? Oh, I think, you know... The, in particular, during uh, you know a, a spring festival like this, you know people are always going to go and and uh, have a look at at what's mm. on offer in, both in Kings Park and Araluen and and places like like that. Uh, they're they're going to be busy during the, uh, the 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 peak times and the weekends and that sort of stuff. But perhaps you know uh, during the week uh, where they may in the past have. Uh, uh, relied heavily on on you know uh tours from overseas and interstate mm. and that sort of stuff to come and visit uh you know hopefully they'll start to come back for them now uh so it may be uh you know a good time for people who who want to avoid the peak of of um the weekends where it's definitely going to be busy both in king's park and and Araluen. But uh, head out there during the week if you can, you know, because uh, the, 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 there's not going to be quite as many people around. And uh, I'm sure mm. although inter- international and interstate visitors will return, it's it's still going to be up for the taking and, and a good day out for West Australians. Okay, that sounds like really good advice. And, and, of course, we can read your story in this Saturday's West Australian newspaper in the travel section. And we can also get to enjoy your amazing photographs, which, of course, we can't do here on the pod Well Travelled. Uh, well, Moans, look, thanks again for joining us. It's, it's been great to catch up with you and great to see you back home safe and sound. And, of course, next week we'll also have Stephen Scarfield back home safe and sound so the three of us can get together um, on not not quite in person, but almost on the pod well travelled. So you have a great week ahead. Thank you. You too.